It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Joshua Stern of Keller Williams Realty, 444 9100. Or check out his reviews online at Stern Cell. Homes.com. Listen, and you'll know. First of all, if you haven't heard this yet, I love this. Rod Arquette on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. He's an actor, writer, and radio star. Chunga is guest hosting for Rod today. Uh, thank you for joining us, each and every one of you. This is the Rod Arquette Show. As, as the voice just said, I'm Chunga. We have... Big show planned for you today. However, we have breaking news first. Uh, There is an active shooter situation that is underway in Philadelphia, close to uh, Temple University, is where this is underway. This is happening as we speak. This looks to be uh, some sort of narcotics-related situation, uh, maybe a drug deal gone wrong. Here's what we know so far. Several officers... Uh, in in Philly, on the uh, near Broad uh, Broad Street and Erie Street, the corner there, several officers have been shot. There have been six police officers that have been shot, confirmed so far, and another three officers have been injured in a car crash while responding to this situation. Now, the good news is this: uh, yes, this is ongoing. There is uh, there are potentially multiple active shooters that are shooting as I speak right now. Uh, No fatalities have been reported. Miraculously, there have been no fatalities reported as of yet, even though six police officers have been shot. They have been wounded. They have not been killed. Witnesses have been describing the scene as a, quote, war zone. Gunfire is still underway. And uh, we've got more and more facts that we can report. But I think, E-Rate, it'd probably be better if we just cut it to Fox News right now community here to try to keep them safe as well as people tend to want to stay outside and watch this thing unfold. So again, uh, this is 15th at Erie where we are right now. Police officers manning the scene here, lined up on every single corner. And again, Shane and Jason, the community out here, police just try to make sure that everyone is safe. We're going to toss it back to you right now. And Seanette, are you able to tell those gunshots? Are they coming from police who are returning fire? Or are they coming from the, the, the suspects inside? So we don't know from where we are. I mean, we're not far from the scene, but there are so many police vehicles uh, just ahead of us that it's hard to see uh, beyond that point, Jason. So it's unclear as to where the gunfire is coming from, but I can tell you what, it is nearby and it is very loud. We're hearing a series of rapid fire here. We're not talking about one shot, two shot, three shots, a series of shots being fired. And again, the second time in the past 20 minutes here. All right, Seanette Wilson live near 15th and Erie. Our Chris O'Connell also live at the scene. What's the latest where you are, Chris? I heard those same gunshots, guys, that what Seanette was talking about just about five minutes ago, a series of another uh, six or seven gunshots coming. Uh, we've been here about an hour and a half now, about an hour now, and we've heard this from whatever gunshots coming from the same gun. Uh, we don't know if it's police or they're returning fire, uh, but we, where we're at right now is about a block and a half away from where that is all going, and we don't want to go in too, too uh, deep. 
keep in. We don't want to show you tactical operations live on TV with police officers, so we're going to keep the uh, the camera a little wide because this is an ongoing situation. Um, once again, Dave Stratweiser now reporting six Philadelphia police officers have been shot. None of them, from what we understand, from our information, are life-threatening, which is in a miracle in itself. As the situation continues, uh, we understand two Philadelphia police officers from the task force unit, uh, the strike task force unit, are still inside that building, uh, still inside that house. As this uh, continues to unfold, as now hostage negotiators are, are on the scene, hopefully to some get to some sort of resolve of this situation, guys. Once again, a very serious, intense situation here in North Philadelphia. Yeah, and as our Dave Schratweiser uh, was pointing out a little bit earlier, we still don't know. Monitoring Fox 29, WTXF, our affiliate there in Philadelphia. Again, shooting ongoing situation. Uh, at least six police officers shot at this hour. Uh, Catherine Harridge, our chief intelligence correspondent, joins us uh, to just fill in the blanks here. You've dealt with law enforcement authorities. Catherine, uh, this is a scene where you have not only the SWAT team and the challenges of dealing with this active shooter, uh, but you're also dealing with the people around there uh, trying to keep the area clear. Well, what we've been able to confirm in the last few minutes, Brett, is uh, through one of our sources, is that the ATF does have a tactical squad uh, on the ground in Philadelphia. But for the time being, uh, the Philadelphia police uh, remain in the lead. As you know, one of the challenges in this situation is that we have media coverage of the event, but the photographers and the reporters have to be careful to position themselves in a way that they're not giving tips or a heads up to the shooters who are still active on the scene, giving away the whereabouts of these tactical squads uh, as well as the police. So it's a difficult situation for those covering it, but even more difficult for those people who are on the ground and still potentially caught uh, in the crossfire. But the bottom line from the Washington perspective is that the ATF, they've got a tactical squad on the ground in Philadelphia. They are assisting, they are providing support and backup, but the Philadelphia police remain in the lead, Brad. Okay, Catherine, thank you very You're much. Welcome. We are Catherine standing by as well as David Lee Miller in our New York headquarters. We have our affiliate Fox 29 WTXF uh, and we will continue to monitor this situation as it is still an ongoing scene. We're not going to show you the exact house where it's happening. Uh, authorities are obviously uh, trying to close in as the suspect continues to fire. We will monitor this, bring you updates throughout this show and we'll head back to Philadelphia when warranted. Also breaking tonight. All right. There, there, well, there we go. Uh, Fox News is now pulling away from this. So here's what we know with this, uh, this active shooter. It's different than the active shooters, the active shooter scenarios that, that we have seen uh, over the past couple of weeks and months. Uh, this is a, it, it doesn't appear, at least at this point, to be a random act of violence where you have one individual who is just randomly firing into a crowd of unsuspecting people. Doesn't make it any worse. Uh, here's what we know. Here's what's been reported uh, shortly before we came on the air here at 4 o'clock at KNRS. There is an active gunfight underway between police officers and what appears to be multiple assailants in the Temple University area of uh, northern Philadelphia. Witnesses near the scene have reported hundreds of rounds fired in this area. They're also describing the scene as a war zone. At present, there have been six police officers shot. 
Another three officers have been injured by crashing their car on their way to respond to this scene. So we have six officers wounded and three officers injured. Okay. No fatalities reported as of yet. Now, here's where it gets a little dicey. These assailants or assailant or assailants, they think there may be several of them, are still active and and barricaded inside the a building in Philadelphia. There may or may not be, it's look it looks very much like there is two police officers that are pinned down inside the building. That doesn't mean they're hostages in any way, but they are stuck in their location and the assailant or assailants are firing through the ceiling at somebody. We don't know if it is the two cops that are pinned down or if it's the public at large that are in the building. Philadelphia police is asking everyone to stay out of the area. If you are close to the area, get out of the area. And the others that are within that area there try to shelter in place and not move. So it is an absolute mess, an absolute disaster. Miraculously, I say this again, miraculously, as of right now anyway, no fatalities have been reported. This is what we know so far. We're going to stay on this. We're going to continue to give you information as it becomes available to us. Uh, I stress this to you again. The suspects have not been apprehended. There have been no fatalities, but as we're watching this, as E-Ray and I are watching this uh, and covering this here in the studio, we're hearing rounds at six or seven rounds at a time being fired into the street. So we can hear this in the coverage. Uh, this is still ongoing. It is a very active situation. It looks to be like a drug deal gone wrong. It looks to be that that at least that's what it's looking like at the onset of this is this was some sort of arrest or some sort of narcotic related situation uh, that has gone sideways in a big way. And now we have a running gunfight in in the streets of Philadelphia. The ATF has reported that they do have tactical a tactical unit and special agents on the scene to help out the Philly PD. And uh, that's really about it for what we know so far. We do have we do have uh, a show planned for you today. We do have guests coming up. Uh, we actually have Scott Wong of The Hill coming up. We, we were talking about the momentum that's building in the house for the assault weapons ban. Uh, we're we're going to take a break and we're going to decide if we're going to continue covering this or if we're going to break away and, and, and talk to talk to Scott Wong. 801-673-0030. Renters Warehouse. Great tenants live here. He's back on the radio and ready to go and wearing brute. Is that is that brute underarm deodorant? Ladies and gentlemen, guest hosting for on today is Chunga, Jimmy Chunga. Thank you so much. We continue to monitor the situation as it uh, as it unfolds in Philadelphia. Here's what we know so far. By the way, we've got Scott Wong on hold from the uh, senior reporter from The Hill. We're going to talk to him in just a, a couple of seconds. But but first, six police officers shot in in Philadelphia. An active shooter situation is underway. It looks like a uh, a drug related arrest gone wrong. Uh, six officers shot, no fatalities. Three uh, other officers injured in a car accident as they were trying to get to the scene. Uh, there have now been reports that the that the the assailants or the assailant is live streaming this event on the internet. 
So th- this is what th- there have been multiple multiple reports coming from Twitter that this guy is actually live streaming this whole thing. Uh, if we find out any more information about that, it uh, will will definitely let you know. Uh, Abby is Abby is also on the scene checking things out as we speak. So we're, we'll check in with her in just a minute. But first, Scott uh, Scott Wong on hold, waiting right now on what is a very active day. Scott, thanks for your patience. Hey, thanks for having me. So it, it, it's a, it seems like a very tone deaf time to be discussing this right now. Uh, we are talking about the 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 building momentum for the assault weapons ban on the ha- w- through representatives of the house. That's what we're talking about here today. Uh, as I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I'm sure you're way more versed in this than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has been a bill. They, there has been reg- legislation, excuse me, that has been brought to the house. And 200 House Democrats have signed on to this thing, and there's also 198 co-sponsors. Is that correct? That's right. Uh, well, th- there are 198 Democrats only who have signed okay. on to David Cicilline's right, right. bill. Okay. Uh, it, you, it needs 218 to pass the House of Representatives, but given that, uh, you know, given that uh, the, the House has been on recess for the entire month of August. Um, it's interesting that it is continuing to gather momentum, especially in the wake of these uh, shootings in El Paso and Dayton, Ohio. And so even though members are usually they'll collect signatures and co-sponsors when they see them on the House floor, but they're scattered across the country right now. So, but, you know, it, it, it definitely does seem, you know, we saw seven Democrats in the wake of El Paso and Dayton uh, sign on uh, just in the past couple of weeks to yesterday. And these, it's interesting when you look at who's signing on, it's not necessarily here um, super liberal Democrats. There are swing district, vulnerable, moderate Democrats also joining uh, on this legislation. People like Josh Gottheimer of New Jersey and uh, Max Rose of New York City. Uh, and so it's it is interesting. It's it's across the Democratic spectrum. However, there has not been any Republicans who have signed on to this assault weapons ban yet. Okay. Well, that was that was where I, my next question have have any Republicans crossed the aisle because of the emotion behind the recent shootings? I, I think that would probably be the biggest motivation for them to do that, right? Exactly. I mean, we have heard a couple Republicans in the House talk about their newfound support for an assault uh, weapons ban, just generally speaking. Uh, One is Mike Turner from Dayton, Ohio. He's the former mayor of Dayton, Ohio. He knows the community well. In fact, his daughter, you may have read, was across the street at in this night club district right, uh, at right. the time of the shooting, which which uh, hits extremely close to home for him. Yep. Um, so you can understand why he might have a change of, of heart. Uh, you know, nine, nine, I believe, nine dead and many more injured in the yeah. span of 30 seconds. Another is Adam Kinzinger of Illinois, uh, who is a Iraq Army veteran and, and uh, has also come out in favor of an assault weapons ban. But we have not seen those guys sign on to this legislation. Oh, that that uh, is a, yeah, that is a little that is a little surprising to me. Now I know Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, who is a staunch, who is a rabid Second Amendment advocate, says he has absolutely no intention of bringing the legislation to the to the Senate floor. 
And so, so basically, even if this thing does happen in the House, if you get all these people to sign on to it, Republicans cross party lines, et cetera, it's going to go to the, to the uh, Senate, and that's where it's going to die, right? Right. And I, yeah, and I don't want to be too optimistic here. Mitch McConnell still controls the other uh, chamber in the United States Congress, and uh, he has been a very, very staunch ally of the NRA, of the Second Amendment. Uh, and he is actually up for re-election in 2020, just like Trump. And so he needs his conservative base to turn out to, to push him over the top in his re-election bid. And uh, he does not want to alienate that base by pushing through something that is, uh, you know, that is toxic yeah. to the NRA. So, yeah. uh, so that's why they're looking at other types of more scaled-back proposals. And that's what really the focus is going to be on uh, when Congress returns on September 9th. So we're talking to Scott Wong here on, on Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. Thank you, Scott, for joining us. I have, there's a lot of questions. We're also monitoring this active shooter situation that's going on. But real quick, let's talk about the bill itself. Let's talk about what this, this was. Uh, this was a bill that was floated by uh, David Siciline, uh, right, of Rhode yeah. Island. He was the one exactly. that authored the bill. And how is this different from the previous uh, assault weapons ban, which, uh, which, depending on who you talk to, did or didn't do any good about 10 years ago, about a decade ago? How is, right. the, how is I, this bill different? I, I, don't, I don't know the specific differences. What I know is that the Cicilline bill uh, would ban military-style weapons. These are you know, semi-automatic and fully automatic weapons, as yeah. well as high-capacity magazines. And I think the shooter in Dayton, uh, you know, I think actually both, both shooters either had uh, high-capacity uh, magazines they, or, they did. or were using... The, the shooter in Dayton actually had a 100-drum... A 100-round, yeah, yeah, exactly. a 100-round drum. Yeah, and that's is, how he was able to fire off so, so many shots in such a short time. And so, you know, what the Democrats are saying is they don't want to take away people's guns, but they want to be able to limit the number of rounds that people can fire off in such a short time like we have seen time and again in, in these types of mass shootings. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we did, as you mentioned, we did have a uh, assault weapons ban back. Uh, it passed in 1994. Joe Biden was the judiciary chairman at the time in the Senate who pushed that through. He's, he's back at it now running for president, uh, saying if he is elected president, he will make sure that the assault weapons ban is reinstated and and is even stronger. So yeah, we, yeah. we're seeing this reflected in in the House Democratic Caucus as well as in the 2020 race for president among a number of Democratic candidates, including Joe Biden. Okay, so ultimately, though, it, this is much ado about nothing, right? I mean, this is this really it really is because you have all these people signing on to this. You have a lot of vitriol, a lot of chest beating, a lot of you know Joe Biden, as you said, saying. Oh, I'm not only going to reinstate this, but I'm going to strengthen this. And then he tries to smell your hair. <laughs> but, but none of this really matters because when it goes to the Senate, it's dead. Well, I think, I think the Democrat strategy is twofold. They, uh, they would like to, you know, respond to where their liberal base is telling them to go. They want to sh to, they, the liberal base wants Democrats to show that they're fighting 
mm-hmm. on guns. And so this, you know, by, by passing something, and we don't know if they're going to be able to do so in the House. They, right. they may not even get to the 218, but yeah, they're, they're right now they're away. close. They're 20 away. They're 20 away. Yeah. I think, you know, they probably can get there if, if they really if they really work it and, and whip whip these votes. Um, but, you know, they want to prove to their base that they're fighting, number one, and they also want to put added pressure on Mitch McConnell and the Republicans in the Senate, who so far have, have not done anything on uh, on any sort of gun reforms in, in the past decade. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. And so, you know, I think, uh, and, and Nancy Pelosi is just wants to, to up the ante and, and add pressure, uh, you know, in hopes. I mean, she has her eye on the prize. And for Nancy yeah. Pelosi, the prize is the White House and the United and States seat. Senate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and the they Senate, believe yeah. that they can yeah. hold the House. And so, you know, with with uh, with control of the entire government, they that's how they believe they'll be able to finally push some sort of gun reform through. But she knows if McConnell remains in the Senate, then, uh, you know, he's he will put up uh, put up a wall and, and they won't be able to to do anything on guns. For sure. Scott Wong, senior reporter from The Hill. Thank you on what is a crazy day for taking the time to talk to us, sir. I really, no really problem. appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. All right. Listen up. We've got Abby ready to go. We've got we're, – we're monitoring the situation in Philadelphia. We've got all kinds of – we will not leave you hanging on what's happening in Philadelphia. We want you to stay close. We're going to take your calls. We're also going to talk more about this, uh, this uh, assault for you today inside the iHeartRadio app. America's number one for podcasts. One man, one goal. Yeah, one vision. The Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Thank you so much for joining us today. Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know it's Chunga. Infrared Arquette all week. Wow, what a crazy day we've had so far. My goodness. If you're just joining us, you're just hopping in the car, you may not know what's going on. Let me bring you up to speed real quick. A little before 4 o'clock our time here in in Salt Lake City, there was an active shooter situation that was reported in uh, North Philadelphia. And for those of you who don't know, North Philly is horrible. it's, it's, It's a war zone on any given day of the week. It's a terrible, terrible place to be. But there's a, I guess there was a, um, a some sort of narcotics-related incident. It was an arrest or a bust or some sort of undercover narco deal, something like that that went wrong. And the result was a large gunfight that broke out on the, uh, the corner of Broad and Erie Street in the Nicetown section of North Philly. Uh, six police officers have been shot. Thankfully, miraculously... In my opinion, none of them, uh, none of the wounds that have been sustained from these police officers uh, are fatal. They're all in in the hospital now. There were three additional officers that were that were injured in a car a car accident on the way to the location. There have been several people that have said there's hundreds of rounds fired. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumba. 
ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. There have been, uh, let's see, wow, it, 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 saying it's a war zone, saying it's, thanks for bringing in my treats, by the way. <laughs> There's nothing more distracting in an active shooter situation than the general manager of the radio station bringing you in cheese and crackers and beer. <laughs> I'm not laughing at this, but there's been no fatality. So that's, man, holy cow, that was crazy. Uh, the shooter is, there have been several reports around around Philly. This is the worst. I, I can't imagine anything worse. What was Stu thinking? All right, here, let me bring this back together here. Uh, the shooter, there have been reports that the shooter is barricaded in a location and is live streaming. So I went to Twitter, and and he is, in fact, live streaming. There are reports all through Twitter that this uh, individual has been caught. Fox News, CNN, many others are are not saying he's caught. So there's a lot of confusion that is uh, that is surrounding this. So not to be, I mean, not to miss a moment's notice. Kamala Harris has already come out with a statement saying, "With my new legislation, none of the the Philly shooter never would have happened." Of course, she doesn't know anything. She she knows nothing about what's going on there. She doesn't know any. She probably knows less than what we know here sitting in our control room. The reason I bring this up is because you have an active situation underway uh, where, and, and this one is, is different than the other ones that we've seen in recent weeks, where it's a gunfight between uh, what is probably a drug dealer and the police officers. There's an ATF tactical team that's on on scene and ATF uh, special agents that are on the scene assisting the Philly PD. But this is different in the sense that, well, is it is it different though? Maybe maybe it's no different. I, I'm thinking it's different because it's a guy shooting at cops and he's just not running around shooting at random people. Here's what I want to know though. I want to know, um, first of all, do you think it's time? I, I me personally, no, I don't. I, I, I'm shifting back to gun legislation now is what I'm doing because of what Kamala Harris just said. There will no doubt be many, many more politicians on the left that are going to be releasing statements in the next couple of minutes, let alone hours. And it will all be the same thing. How much more do we need to see? And, and I get it. It's a, it's a very knee-jerk emotional response. Nobody likes this. I don't like this. Nobody likes this. But what they're doing again is they're going after the Second Amendment. And they're trying to change the Second Amendment. Or they're trying to offer up all kinds of weird amendments to it so they can take away our guns. That's really what it comes down to. And I do believe, I'm very hardline conservative on this. I do believe that that is the goal, for them to take away your guns. So we're going to take a quick break, and, and, and then we're going, to watch your, we're going to want you to call us. And I want to know what you're thinking about this. Is this legislation going to pick up steam? 
And are we looking at a successful assault weapons ban? We're going to talk more about it. 1-888-570-8010. That's 888-570-8010. Give us a call right now. We'll get you on hold. We'll get you... 380 Trade or otaclass.com. 888-380-TRADE or otaclass.com. What if I were to tell you today we were going to chunga you? Yes, Chunga you. Guest hosting for Rod today, Jimmy Chunga. One thing you got to know about Jimmy Chunga. You think of Chunga, you think of a gun. I love guns. I'm very hardline conservative when it comes to the Second Amendment and it comes to gun ownership. That said, I'm not unreasonable. I always like to think I can keep an open mind and I can listen to every opinion and I can listen to it openly no matter how ridiculous that opinion may seem, I do indeed try to hear every single opinion. So uh, now we want to go to the phones. one 8010 We're talking about the, the building momentum. It seems to be substantially building momentum for this, uh, this new assault weapons ban, which has been proposed on the House floor by uh, Rhode Island Democrat... Uh, what what is his name? What is the Rhode Rhode Island Democrat? Uh, his name escapes me. Oh, David uh, David Cicilline. David Cicilline is his name. I apologize. Democrat from Rhode Island. He proposed this, and he got two hundred people to sign on to it immediately. He's got one hundred ninety eight co co-spon- sponsors, and he's only twenty votes shy of taking it to the Senate. Uh, they're no doubt going to use the situation today to try and capitalize on that as well. I want to know what you think about this. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to. Uh, Let's talk to Mel in Salt Lake City. Mel, are you with me? Hi, it's actually Nell, and is it Nancy? Oh, <clears throat> Nell. Nell, okay. All right, we'll blame you, Ray, on that one. That one's okay. So, Nell, welcome to the show. So, tell me what you think about this. It's, it, it's infuriating yeah. to me. It, it, there is a, I don't know that there is a particular situation that would sway me away from what I think about the, the Second Amendment. I think most gun owners are that way. Would you agree with that? Uh, yes, I do. But I also know that uh, the, with the way that the country is and the laws, yeah. that even if you are protecting yourself, if somebody comes into your house, unless you have some kind of proof that your life was in imminent danger, you you get arrested for killing somebody in your house. Yeah, it's, You'll be convicted of murder. It's, uh, it, you can't it, even protect yourself, it, you know? It, it, it seems to be, I, I, I'm very familiar as a conceal and carry holder myself. I'm very familiar with the, the laws regarding forced entry into the house and so on and so forth. And I, yeah, I, I would be hard, I would be very surprised if a jury were to ever convict someone for killing an assailant that has illegally entered their home. That said, you, you may be right. You, you actually have some very good points now. So thank you very much for calling Devin in Salt Lake. Uh, welcome to welcome to the Rod Arquette Show, Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. What's on your mind, Devin? Oh, hey, thanks, Chunga. Yep. Um, you know, it, just thinking about the Second Amendment, it talks about a well-regulated militia first. Yeah. And it's the right of the people. Like, the whole reason it is for is in order to, in order to keep the government in check. And so I think it's necessary for states to start instating uh, state militias again. I mean, we have the Utah State Defense Force here in Utah, and it's currently disbanded to some extent, but were it to be reinstated and all males in the state to be uh, put into it or uh, automatically opted in, 
it would uh, enable us to start training and prepare ourselves as a check to government uh, on the federal level, trying to come in and administer. Uh, on so let's let's law. let's back this up a little bit, though. I'm a little bit confused. Are you talking about a state-sanctioned militia, where where Governor Herbert says, "Yeah, I'm I am now I'm sanctioning this to protect ourselves"? Is this what you're talking about? Or are you talking about private citizens that band together in their own militia? No, well, there are private militias, that, and I guess that's great. But the Utah State Defense Force can be instated by Governor Herbert. It actually would have uh, National Guardsmen up as the commanders and, and majors and actual officers of it. But they would, they would actually be able to train uh, Utah citizens in order to be opted into that organization. And I think that would be a good, a good solution for everyone because everyone would be trained. They yeah. would be under the administration of the state. And we would be able to resist unconstitutional law set forth by the federal government. Okay, well, it's an it's an interesting idea. I think the minute you start putting something like that together, you're immediately on a watch list, and good luck ever getting on a plane. But <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, that's just yeah, exactly. Let's go. Thank you, Devin. Let's go to James and Layton. James, welcome to the show. James, you're with me. James and Layton. Hey, how you doing? Really good. Thanks for calling the show, James. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Hey, you know, I believe gun control is education, training, and using both hands. <laughs> and, and everything I've heard so far takes the right from the lawful person, and I haven't heard anything what they plan on doing to take away the gun from the criminal. Yeah, exactly. Well, James, see, the, you, you heard me talking about this. I'm very, I'm very hardline on the Second Amendment. I'm very pro-gun, but I do try to keep an open mind to every argument that is brought my way. I welcome every discussion. I really do. I would love people to call the show and, and try to debate this. But the big thing that I keep going back to is really any sort of argument that you would make towards gun control, we already have the laws on the books. There are plenty of laws on the books. Those laws are not followed. They're only followed by the good guys. We've, uh, we have talked this to death. I've heard Rod Arquette talk this to death. If you add more laws, if you add more regulation, the only people that are going to follow them are the good guys. Drives me crazy. That's right. That's right. And I have, I have a concealed carry permit. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I am definitely pro-gun. Yeah. But... You know, what are we going to do about the guy that, that doesn't have one? And he, you know, he, he's the bad guy. He's, you're the, that's the one we want to take the guns yeah. away from. Yeah. James, I'm going to cut you off there. Thank you so much. We will no doubt be talking about this more in the coming days here on Talk Radio. Information, text, and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's Viva to 200-200. He's an actor, writer, and radio star. Chunga is guest hosting for Rod today. Regulation, regulation, regulation. I felt like a broken record here on the show. That's like, it's like the central topic of virtually everything that we talk about. Politicians trying to regulate more of what goes on in your life. So now, this new one, I'm torn on because I'm so burned out on the regulation. I think it's just almost, it's almost like a knee-jerk reaction when I hear the word regulation. I'm like, no, stop, enough. I don't want to hear any more about it. But this one may, uh, this one may get through, through my thick head. This one may happen. 
Uh, the White House wants to regulate social media moderation. Late last week, the White House issued a proposal that would vastly expand the responsibilities of the FCC and the FTC, that being the Federal Trade Commission. These organizations would police alleged social, social media censorship. And I think what they're talking about there is private companies, private entities, or are publicly held companies, I guess, like Facebook, Google, Twitter, that on their own, without any regulation, they just, they just personally on their own are censoring and regulating what you can and can't say. So this is what we're talking about here in the 5 o'clock hour. We have, uh, we have Ashen Kazarian standing by. Ashen, Ashen is standing by. Let's get her on the phone. Ashen, excuse me, is the director of the of Civil Liberties Tech Freedom. Is that correct, Ashen? Am I getting that right? Yes. Hi. Thank you for Hi. having me. Oh, for yeah, of course. Thank you for being on the show. It's been a little bit of a crazy day, and uh, and I'm really glad to have you here. You're a soothing voice in what has been nuts today, Ashen. So thank you for joining us. So talk well, to me. Talk to me about this. Is this a good thing or is this a bad thing in your opinion? So let's break this down, because I think uh, we live in a very polarized world that uh, only consumes information that's black and white, yeah. and nothing is black and white, Any, uh, if we're being honest. Yeah. So the White House proposal is definitely on a very shaky ground. Um, okay. You kind of describe what they want to do. They want to give power to the Federal Trade Commission and to the Federal Communications Commission to uh, punish platforms, uh, let's say punish Facebook or Twitter, if they are not politically neutral. Yeah. And um, even before we address the neutrality part, I have to say as a lawyer, without boring you all to death, that <laughs> neither... So FTC doesn't have the rulemaking authority at all. That's yeah. why the order is kind of addressing FCC. Uh -huh. But neither has actually power to regulate speech online. They don't, it's not their jurisdiction. And not only that, if they try to regulate speech online, it, my legal personal opinion is there's a 95% chance that would be struck down in courts and by the Supreme Court if it comes to that. So let, me play, the, let me play the devil's advocate for a minute, because when I look at when most of these, uh, like the FCC, for example, here in radio, we're governed by the FCC, the, the te television governed by the FCC. They control, to a certain extent, what we can and can't say based on community standards. All of these laws, virtually all of these laws were put in place before social media even existed. Now, you fast forward a couple of years, and now social media, especially when it comes to the release of news and information, that's where a, an awful lot of people, arguably the majority of people, go to get this information, and it is unfiltered, unregulated, uncontrolled. And that's why you have, the, good, yeah. the, the, you have the talk of fake news. You have the talk of basically anybody can take, out, can take out their smartphone and release something as though it's news, and it'll be consumed by potentially tens of thousands of people. You don't think that there would, there would possibly need to be some sort of control over, over that kind of power? So I think we, I'm glad you brought up the broadcasters. Yeah. Because broadcaster actually, broadcasters are the best example of how government second-guessing uh, how you guys kind of fill your airtime created a bland 
uh, orthodoxy that excluded conservative views. Yeah. And um, this kind of proposals about trying to neutralize the playing field uh, for the Internet, they sound a lot like the Fairness Doctrine. And um, as many broadcasters know, the Fairness Doctrine was something that the Democrats wanted to use right. to kind of give equal time to each political view. Yeah, and, and remember, remember the Republicans went nuts when this came Reagan out. Reagan vetoed it. Yeah. President Reagan vetoed it. Yeah. And so right now, obviously, up is down, down is up. Um, a lot of rep- prominent Republicans want to create this kind of neutrality, forced neutrality on the Internet. And unfortunately, the Internet is such a bigger problem in general to address, and there's no one solution. Um, however, the free speech on the Internet is one of the reasons Republicans are so prominent right now, one of the reasons President Trump won. And if we look at the empirical evidence from independent researchers, while there is maybe by numbers more liberal voices or whatever that is mm-hmm. online, at the same time, um, people who benefited the most in political campaigns and in general through uh, kind of pushing their policy have been more conservative politicians online. So yeah. I think the premise that it's not it's not neutral is wrong. However, I do hear all the concerns that people express, and often, you know, systems are not they're flawed. People who content moderate are flawed. That's yeah, and that's where and that's where Ashen. That's where I have a real problem with this. We're talking to Ashen Kazarian. Ashen is the director of Civil Liberties Tech Freedom, and we're we're discussing. If you're just hopping in your car to head home, we are discussing discussing. Pardon me, the potential regulation if the White House gets its way of social media moderation. Now, one of the things that really upsets me, and it and it hits very close to home. I have a friend of mine who was banned from Twitter. He was suspended and banned from Twitter because he called a friend of his. They were they were talking trash about sports. And he said, oh, you're just being a, quote, pansy. That's what he said. He, that's as offensive as it was. You're just being a pansy. And because he used that word, it was dubbed hate speech, and his account was suspended. Yet you have some of the, I'm, I'm sure you're on Twitter regularly. Twitter is an absolute garbage pile of opinions. Valuable though they may be, you have some of the worst of humanity spewing their opinions on Twitter. I see it every single day. Do I judge these people? Sure I do. Absolutely. That's the point of Twitter. But I I have a problem when somebody can just just spew just vile garbage via Twitter and someone is referred to as a pansy and somebody gets their stuff banned. Do you understand what I'm talking about here? That's where I think they're stepping in to say, hey, look, Twitter, you can't just decide piecemeal who gets banned and who can't and who can't. And and that that to me that present some logic. You see no logic in that. No, I do. And I actually absolutely can relate. I have the opposite side of that problem where often people who disagree with me, uh, instead of engaging in a substantive discussion, harass me online over and over again. And no matter how much I report them, Twitter gets back to me and says that awful words and things that say to me uh, doesn't, uh, you know, meet their threshold of right. harassment. For right, them to- right. Which is scary, right? It's or, scary. Yeah. Yeah. However, I think there's a very, very important thing to remember. Um, number one is public opinion pressuring these companies is doing a lot. They're very, very worried, and they're looking through their content moderation practices 
every yeah. single second. I know Twitter is very is, worried. I, Twitter in particular yeah. is extremely worried. You're right. Yeah. And number two is that government engaging in policing speech is the worst thing possible. So you obviously you grew up in the United States. You you know kind of you have this democratic institutions that you believe in. But I grew up in Russia and I moved here only five years ago for law school. And mm. let me tell you, the laws that the White House currently is proposing sound very familiar to me because those kind of um, proposals and those kind of that kind of rhetoric mm-hmm. was the one that Vladimir Putin's government used to regulate social media in Russia. So, um, so can I stop you? Let me stop you right there. Couple, couple things. Number one, your English is awesome. Your English is fantastic. You. You've only been here for five years. Yeah, I watch a lot of football. <laughs> That's where you're getting it from. Yeah, I watch, our, I watch our a producer, lot of that Eric. E Ray is in the other studio. He says to me in my ear, "I just fell in love." <laughs> <laughs> you know, props to you, respect to you, Ashen. That your English is fantastic, and you watch. It's because you're you're learning it from watching football. That's where you're picking this up. Well, and I went to law school here, but yes, those were my two major things. <laughs> Well, you know what? It's been an honor having you on the show. You bring up some some amazing points, and I'm sure our listeners are going to want to talk about this coming up. Ashton Kazarian, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'll stop by when I'm in Salt Lake next oh, time. You're, you have an open invitation. Please do. Have a good one. All thank right, you. you too. Ashton Kazarian. Wow. And not only that, Eric was chewing on a big hunk of cheese when he said it. I, I'm in love. So, uh, so here's the thing. We want to talk about this. I, I, I actually need your help. I would like your help because I go back and forth on this, and I'm wondering if you do too. one 570 We're talking about regulating social media. I think social media is as dangerous as a kid with a handgun. I, I really do. I think I think social media is extremely dangerous, and we're in the Wild West, and I'm really, really interested when I'm old, super, super old, I'm like 150 years old and can look back and see how history remembers how we dealt with this craziness, right? I want, I am, I'm so curious to know how history is going to be written and report how we dealt with this, uh, this thing that, that is, by my estimation, virtually uncontrollable right now. We're going to take your calls. Do we regulate the owners of the social media companies like the White House wants us to do? Is it time? Should we step in similar to what the FCC does to uh, station owners like the 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 owners of 105.9 KNRS? Should they step in and say, hey, look, you have to have, a, we're giving you a set of rules that you have to follow and we are going to govern how you can and will block or allow people to converse on your social media platform. So give us a call, 888-570-8010, pound 250. And tell him that rate setting is not the answer to surprise billing. It'll only make things worse. Paid for by Dr. Patient Unity. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. He's best known for his award-winning movies, Forever Strong and Church Ball. Never heard of him. But on the side, he did radio, and that's where he made his money. <laughs> no, he didn't make his money. This is radio. Are you kidding me? Anyway, he's kind of a big deal. Filling in for Rod, here's Jimmy Chunga. This song has been covered so many times, I'm having a hard time placing who it is. It's Stevie Ray Vaughan, or it's B.B. Uh, King. George Thorogood. Who is it, e right Oh, it's The Doors. It's the original one. Well, there you go. I suck today. Uh, all right, here's what we're talking about on the Rod Arquette Show today. 1-888-570-8010, pound 250. Hey, Rod, in your smartphone, we'll get you set up. If, uh, if you're just joining us, hopping in the car. A few moments ago, we had a, I think someone who e is is legitimately in love with, her name's Ashton Kazarian, and she was the director, is the director of the Civil, Liber- Civil, Liber- Civil Liberties, man, that's tough today, Tech Freedom. And we were discussing the merits or the, the, the positives or negatives of regulating the owners of social media in, in how they moderate their own companies, how they moderate its people and how they talk. The phone lines are... Jammed. So let's uh, let's go to the phones here. I asked a question a moment ago and said, "Is this a good idea or is this a bad idea? What do you think? Should we? Is it time? Is it time to start regulating social media? We all we all acknowledge it's dangerous. We all acknowledge that there's a lot of societal problems that are coming from it. Let's go to uh, Dana. Is, is it Dana or is it Dana in Taylorsville? It's Dana. It's Dana. Oh, Dana. It's okay. Dana. Thank you very and, uh, much. You're, you're doing a great job filling in for Rod. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it, Dana. So, so talk to me. What do you think about this? Well, you know, I was thinking while I was waiting and, and kind of modified or added to my, my thought is that maybe, you know, I, I probably wouldn't mind spending the tax money uh, creating our own platform that points out when this is happening, who it's happening to, and who's doing it, and kind of letting, the, you know, I'm not sure if it would, you would call it the free market, but the free flow of ideas sure. to kind of police, police itself. You're saying and let like, the market control this situation. The, mar- the, the people will decide, basically. Right, and the government has the, 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 the money and the power to provide equal power because we know that our, our adversaries are powerful. We need somebody that has that kind of uh, deep pockets that can provide a platform where we can get just as good information on, I guess you would call it, the other side. There you go. Dana in my hometown of Taylorsville. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, let's talk to Clay in Tooele. Clay, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Chunka. I appreciate it. Oh, of course. What's uh, what's on your mind with this thing? Um, well, a couple things. And, again, thank you for taking my comment. Sure. Uh, first off, I think, I think uh, this is uh, something that should have been done a long time ago, mm-hmm. uh, regulating... Um, the information that is free flowing on the internet, mm-hmm. um, 
regulating how? What do you what do you say when you say I think this is something that should have been done for a long time? Regulating the internet. What what specifically are you referring to? Well, first of all, I don't believe that Facebook or Twitter, or any of these companies, should be able to manage the information as far as coming out of their companies um, mm-hmm. because they have no problem selling my private information to anybody. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. Once you once you check that box, you basically lost all your rights to that information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, as far as regulating, um, definitely like what you have to go through, FCC, uh, there's a monitoring mm-hmm. of what can be said and what can't be said. And I believe that needs to be done with the Internet. Uh, again, on these platforms where there are millions of subscribers, um, the problem is, is we're too far in yeah. <laughs> to really to, to have a, an absolute solution. Um, but at the same time, Yes, it should be re- regulated. To what degree? I'm not a. I, I you know, yeah, I don't so you, know. You're kind but of, We got to start somewhere. You sound like you're somewhere. a little. You sound like you're a little on the fence with me. I don't think it's a terrible yeah. idea as long as it's it's moderate, right? But then, what is what Correct. is moderate? What's moderate to me isn't moderate to somebody else. So, well, and, and that's there, the thing. We all have our own opinions. Yeah. We all have our own opinions. Got so. it. Hey, thank Clay, you again, Clay. Thank you so much for calling the show, Jake and Draper. Welcome to the show, Jake. Hola, Chimichanga. Hey. Um, um, hope you can hear me okay. Yeah, I can uh, hear you great. I love the conversation. Two questions. One yeah. is, as a conservative, mm-hmm. are we going to break our promise of saying we want less government? Part one. Mm-hmm. Part two is more of a mixture of soup. Who has the priority? Business, which has the right to do what they want, or the First Amendment with free speech? Mm-hmm. That's, that's actually a great point. That is, I never, Where, I have not looked at it that way. Wow. Because we can do exactly one of two things. Support free speech yeah. and enforce that, saying, hey, we guarantee free speech, therefore Facebook, Twitter can give a conservative a fair shake and not be controlled by biased people. Yeah. But the problem is soon as we regulate, now you're, has so that now power you're, as well. So you're attacking capitalism or you're attacking the First Amendment. That's that's the way I see it. Wow. I would love to. I would love to guarantee a conservative a, a fair shake on on social media, mm-hmm. but that just does not seem like it's possible without violating our core principles. Jake, you've you've done something. I'm going to be thinking about you tonight when I go to bed. As weird Thank as that you. sounds, and I'm going to be thinking about this all night long. Now, there you a go. Fun conundrum. Eric's thinking about Ashen. I'm thinking about Jake. Well done, man. I, I, <laughs> I appreciate you calling the show. Okay, well, look, we th- we want your calls. This is not done. We're we're going to take this all the way up to uh, to the six o'clock hour. So one eight 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 five seven zero eight zero one zero or pound two fifty. Hey, Rod, stay close. We've got more of your opinions talking about the regulation. And it's easy to see why. Find the Ron Burgundy podcast on the iHeartRadio app. iHeartRadio. Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. He's played a cop, a church basketball player, and now he's playing a radio guy again. Some consider it a step down in career. Ladies and gentlemen, guest hosting for Rod today, Chunga. Thank you. 
So, do you think it's time to regulate the owners of social media platforms? Platforms like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Do you think it's time for the government to step in and say, look, Twitter, you can't ban people because you don't like what they're saying. You can't suspend accounts because you don't like what they're saying. Look, Facebook, you've got to quit uh, filtering everything. Google, we know you're hiding different sites. You can't do that anymore. Is it time for that to happen? The opinions, I've been taking your calls, 1-888-570-8010. The opinions are all over the place today. And I'm not really surprised about that because my own opinion, the more I talk about it, the more my own opinion goes all over the place. We have, uh, we have a lot of you that have been waiting. You've, you've called in and you've been patiently waiting. So let's just jump on the phones here real quick and see what you think. John in South Jordan. First of all, John, thank you for waiting, and I appreciate you listening. What's on your mind? Hey, no problem. Glad to wait for you, Chung, a long-time listener. You know, hey. way back. So. All right. Thank yeah. you very much. I appreciate it. Of course. So, Saw your Facebook post that you were here, so thank you they didn't regulate that out. So yeah. I could see it, right? Right? I know. I, it did cross my mind. So do you so think it's time? Yeah, well, here's my issue with it. It's not so much about regulating free speech because we should have freedom of speech. We're not each each individual is not a news outlet. I think the major issue is all the fake accounts and okay. all the fake. And I'm not saying fake news. I don't like the word. But You're talking all about the fake accounts. There's bots. no accountability to yeah. a fake account. Like if I say something. On my own social media, my my Twitter, my Facebook, my friends will hold me accountable. But if I'm a fake account, who's going to hold me accountable? Mm-hmm. So I think the only way to get control of this is to get rid of the fake accounts. Now, how do you do that? I have, I haven't the slightest clue. Well, they try, but I should be able to say whatever I want on a platform that's public. Yeah. No, I'm with you. But no, I it, hear you. Yeah. Uh, that, how do you how do you get past the fake accounts? I think I'm smart enough to not follow them or buy into what they're saying. Um, but apparently they've been able to influence society. Well, asked, there was a, know, there depending have been, on who you ask. Yeah, the, well, there there were a lot of fake Russian and Chinese accounts that many argue actually swayed the U.S. election. It yeah. was social uh, media pressure that that, uh, that many people allege swayed the U.S. election. I, I don't think I agree with that, but it is a problem. You're absolutely right. John, I really appreciate you calling, man. Thank you. Yep. Thank you very much. So there was this, uh, E-Ray sent this story to me, and I had heard this before, and I'm glad he he brought it back to my attention. There is another, it's a Twitter-like social media platform that uh, the Utah Senator Mike Lee has joined. He calls it an unbiased alternative to Twitter that attracts conservatives who are banned from other social media platforms. The, the platform is called Parlay. Uh, similar to you know, like what what the pi- Pirates of the Caribbean when you have a when you have an argument and you want fairness, you you yell parlay. I, rem- I remember that in the movie. So I don't know what I look. I don't I don't want to go somewhere where only my type of opinions are heard. As a conservative myself, as a conservative Republican, uh, Republican who is very very conservative on some things and a little more centrist on others. I don't want to be in in with a like-minded group of people. I want to be challenged. I want to hear other opinions. I want to see a certain level of the craziness, but I also don't want to be banned myself for things that I say. That said, I don't think there's anything wrong with regulating. Well, let's take the FCC, for example, because the FCC will be in play here. There's like seven words 
that I can't say on the radio. There's a couple of terms that I can't say on the radio, and that's it. And in my nearly three decades of doing this, I've never, okay, I've been investigated by the FCC twice, which was horrible, but I've never really felt like it's in any way curtailed my opinion or my ability to express myself to you. You know what I'm saying? And I think if there was some sort of similar uh, similar regulation that were to happen there, I don't know that I would have a problem with it. Let's go to Rob and Harriman. Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks for calling. Hey, thank you. First time caller, but it's wow. been fun listening to you this week. Oh, great. Well, I'm glad you're here. So, so you're hearing us talking about social media and regulation and everything else. Is this a good thing or is it a bad thing? Um, I'm kind of mixed. I actually liked what the last caller was saying. Okay. But I look at social media as kind of a modern version of the news. Well, it's it very much is. It very much is. That's one of the dangers of it. And instead actually. of going the old way, it's what we have now. Maybe they should be just regulated under the same rules as the news and the media. Okay. So you're saying very similar things to what I just said before I, before I put you on the, on the show here. Right, which is hey, it's yeah. it's okay. You know, journalists largely regulate themselves, and we like to believe that journalists are impo- impartial. But we know that's not the case, and we know sure. that they've been skewing opinions and they've been shaping minds ever so slightly in some cases for a very long time. And now people have just had enough with it. And and you know, I I don't know. I don't. Again, see now you can you can see me shifting back the other way. Uh, Rob and Harriman, thank you so much for calling the show. Uh, Jordan in West Jordan, or Jonathan, excuse me, Jonathan in West Jordan, welcome to the show. Yeah, hi. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of a regular caller. Yeah, I have a unique take on this. I think first we should fix the fake in the media, because uh, before 1986, there was a law, with the, a regulation with the FCC. If they could prove a, a news station, uh, you know, uh, broadcast a fake story, there's a it's a $10,000 fine, but... In 86, they, they, Reagan signed in the law that, you know, that, uh, that to make the press free. Social media shouldn't have any censorship. It should be, uh, it should be free and open. I got you. So you want no regulation at all, Jonathan. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, I do want regulation as far as don't censor the conservative or anybody. Well, that's I mean? what the argument is. That's what's at, that. That's what this whole thing is, is... The yeah. White House basically saying, "Look, Twitter, you can't, you can't secretly yeah. ghost Republicans. We can't, we can't so do that." Cor- well, the correlation I have is, if if, if we make a censoring uh, social media acceptable, we're going to go down the same road we did, like in '86, when, when we created the fake news. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So, all right, Jonathan, thanks for your call. I really, really appreciate it. We're going to continue this. On the other end, so stay with us. Give us a call, 1-888-570-8010 or pound 250 on your... 9400 South and I-15. Go to colonialflag.com for more information. Sell is in-store only. Look for the giant flag. With a name like Chunga, you either become a radio star, guest hosting for Rod Arquette, or you open up some chain restaurant that serves up like a Tex-Mex dish. 
I don't know, every time I hear Chunga, I think of food. Ladies and gentlemen, filling in for Rod, Jimmy Chunga. See, I'm liking this, Eric. This is funky. Yeah, baby. Hey, everyone, welcome to the show. Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know it's Chunga in for Rod, our cat this week. Out on a, uh, a apparently a spouse-required vacation. His wife said, Rod, you're going on vacation. And I think there was an anniversary in there somewhere as well. So, Rod, we miss you. Thank you very much for trusting me with your show and your your fantastic audience. We're having a great time here. We're talking about internet. Well, eh, let's let's be careful there. It's not internet regulation. It's regulation of social media platform owners, social media platform companies. We're taking your call. At 1-888-570-8010. A little bit ago, we had Ashen uh, Kazarian is her name. Ashen Kazarian was on the show, and, and she was with the uh, the civil, uh, what was it, Civil Liberties Tech Freedom something or other. And she's, she's it's just Tech Freedom? Oh, for Tech Freedom. Thank you. But I like how E-Ray's getting all defensive now, because I'm, I'm besmirching his woman's title, apparently. Yeah. E-Ray had a thing for her. I'm not even. I'm not lying about that. Not even kind of. So, I mean, if you look, looked at a show sheet once in a while, <laughs> right? Okay, so she was is saying that this is a very bad thing. What the White House is proposing, the White House is saying, look, uh, we need to start controlling Twitter. We need to start coming up with some sort of control over moderation of these social media platforms. And then I asked you to call in and tell us if this is a good idea. So let's go to Lori in Salt Lake. Uh, Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you for waiting. First of all, you've been there for a while. I appreciate it. What's on your mind? Oh, no problem. Uh, so I don't know if this has been mentioned, but um, right now, things like Facebook and Twitter, et cetera, are trying to act as both a platform and a publisher. Right. And sure. as a platform, they yeah, they cannot regulate the speech, but as a publisher, they can. And legally, they can't be both. And I think what we need to do is not... Um, we don't need to regulate them. We need to fault them to follow the law and pick one or the other. Okay. If you want to be a platform, great. If you want to be a publisher, great. But you can't be doing both because, you know, that's that's against the laws that already exist on the book. And Congress just needs to say, hey, pick one. That logic make t- it makes tons of sense to me. Well done, Lori. I appreciate you calling. Leland in Salt Lake City, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jimmy Changa. Glad to be on your show. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have Dodge you here. Show. So it, it, there you go. So what's uh, so hey. what's what do you think about this? Well, I like that last comment from Lori. Goodness, um, but what once that division is made, what what is stopping us from suing Facebook when they hide my comments, but they show all of the comments of someone who opposes what I'm saying? Yeah, well, or that's has what's happening. Opposite opinion, right? Yeah. Can that's... I sue them? Because it needs to be something that I can do to help them be regulated by the lawsuit. Well, I think we've but... learned over the past couple of years you can sue anybody for anything. You know, so can you sue them? Sure. <laughs> Will you win? Well, mm, I don't know. Leland, thank you very much for calling. I think we have time for one more call. Greg and Tawilla, welcome to the show. Hello, how you doing? Really good, thanks. How about yourself? Hey, I'm surviving. All right. So you're hearing us talk about social media. Hear us talk about uh, regulating Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? It's a bad thing. I mean, I'm one of these far-left liberals. Oh, are you now? Who, uh, I am. Okay. I am. And, 
Well, thank um, you for listening the to the show. First of all, I appreciate you doing that. Well, well, I got to go. The reason I, the market kind of regulates what comes on in the radio valley in Salt Lake because at drive time, I can't find a liberal talk show. Yeah. Well, that's, so, I mean, it, here's, here's what I think about that because the liberals have tried, the left-wing people have tried to have their talk shows. But for whatever reason, right. it just it just didn't take off. The market controlled that, right? You had Air right. America, so and you had you know in LA they have liberal liberal talk show hosts, but here right. it doesn't seem to doesn't seem to work. People don't seem to listen, I guess. So rather than having the government censor uh, censor the internet or social platforms, yeah. the market really does. Yeah, there's the your argument right there. there. There's no there's no right wing far right platform. I mean. Saying, hey, I want to hear this on Twitter. Yeah. I want to hear this on Twitter. They censored it. There will be another source when the market dictates that it should open up. Okay. Fair enough. Greg, thank you for listening, and thanks for the call. Is he gone? Yeah, he's gone. All right, so here's what we're going to do in the 6 o'clock hour. Enough of this. Enough of this uh, being, a, being a victim. Enough of this being held hostage by our social media platforms. What are we going to do? How are we going to push back? Well, we're going to talk about that here in a couple of minutes. Actually, it's not specifically about social media, but we are going to chat with Patrice Onwuka. Now, who is Patrice Onwuka? Well, first of all, she's a senior policy analyst with the Independent Women's Forum, and we're going to talk about how celebrities are bullying you. We're going to talk about how celebrities are shaming you, how celebrities are preventing you from living the life you want to live. We're going to talk about Sean Penn, Chrissy Teigen, Alec Baldwin, You name it, we're talking about all of them and how they're bullying you coming right up and what you can do about it. This is Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. 4.76 stars. See why by attending a free three-hour class right in your area. Go to otaclass.com. He's back on the radio and ready to go and wearing brute. Is Is that brute underarm deodorant? Ladies and gentlemen, guest hosting for on today is Chunga, Jimmy Chunga. I'll have you know, I'm wearing a cologne called Solar. I kind of feel like you, you should be more impressed than I know you are. All right. No, E-Ray, not Solar. <clears throat> solar. I just think you're trying to make it sound more fancy. Don't make me bring it in. I'll show you. Okay, speaking of brands, speaking of fancy things, have you been following this Equinox gym thing or this Soul Cycle thing where the, the these guys were donors of President Trump? They they also donated to Democrats and several other uh, several other people in addition to Donald Trump. But when the word got out that these companies, the owners of these companies, had donated to Donald Trump, celebrities went crazy. There was a lot of them. Chrissy Teigen uh, was one of the people. There, there were a lot of people who stepped up, including Michael Moore, which I'll, I'll give you a minute to pick your job off the floor that, that Michael Moore had a gym membership that he said he was going to cancel. Uh, a bigger paper tiger I've never interviewed in my life. That guy melted when I interviewed him. It didn't go well. Uh, Michael Moore is like, why anybody pays attention to that guy anymore, I, I have no idea. But he is one of these guys that got tied up in, in this whole Soul Cycle uh, Equinox gym membership thing. And, and what happened was when, once the word got out that they were that they were donors to the Trump campaign, 
the celebrities went nuts and said, cancel your gym membership. Cancel your membership. We're celebrities. We're cool. And we know and cancel your membership. And I guess uh, some people did. I don't know exactly how many people did. The owners were a, a little bit taken back saying, well, um, we didn't just donate to the Trump campaign. And number one, if, if that's our prerogative, if we want to do that, first of all, and why, why do you have to, why can't you like our product? If we have different political views, you still can't come in and recognize our gym as a quality product that's good for you. So these two places, by the way, Equinox and SoulCycle are really expensive. SoulCycle is, they've got this, it's all branded like it's a church. So you go in and you pay $30 per session to rent your pew or your, um, you know, I'm doing the finger quotes, your pew, which is actually your cycle. And then you get inspirational music and you get gospel music and you get all kinds of stuff and it's very expensive. Equinox is perhaps the only clean gym in New York. It's a big deal to uh, to be a member of Equinox. It's it, there's a lot of status there. And so Chrissy Teigen, Michael Moore, and many others have come out and said, "Cancel your membership." And it got me thinking about all kinds of other things, all kinds of other brands, all kinds of other responses I've had to people who have done this. And I thought, let's give Patrice on Onwuka a call. Let's give her a call. She is the independent, she's with the, the Independent Women's Forum. She's a senior policy analyst there. She has fantastic perspective. So we've got her on the phone here. Uh, Patrice, first of all, thank you for being on the show. And second of all, why can't I have a high-priced gym membership? Why can't I do that? I don't know. I mean, that's exactly what the market has demanded. People want to take their uh, their expensive, ritzy classes, yoga classes um, at at Equinox, and uh, go to Soul Cycle, and you know, time and dance and, and cycle in the dark. You know, and, and hey, pay through the nose to do it. But apparently. Uh, Chrissy Teigen, the model and wife right. of John Legend, says, no, no, no. Uh, if you guys want to play on my team, then you better drop your, your soul cycle subscription. You know, can I back this up a little bit? When did this kind of thing, is it a social media thing? Is that where all this started? I'm old enough to remember that when, you know, back in the day, if you had a different political leaning, it didn't really affect anything other than, than maybe a, a family fight over Thanksgiving dinner. Right, it didn't meant that it didn't necessarily mean that you had to be bullied out of your gym membership. Uh, I don't, I don't remember where this, uh, where this really took off. Can you give me kind of a quick rundown? When did this start getting really bad? Well, you know, we've seen in the past this idea of divestments from uh, different countries based on, <clears throat> excuse me, social protest. So, you know, uh, during the nineteen, the late nineteen nineties, uh, sorry, early nineties, late eighties, you had the apartheid uh, divestment movement where a lot of um, uh, upper wealth blacks in this country, you mm-hmm. know, were protesting, uh, you know, against what was going on in South Africa. Sure, rightly, um, rightly so, of course, sure. And rightly so, sure. Yeah. Uh, but that's very different from what we're seeing today. Today, we're seeing a, a coordinated effort to uh, destroy businesses that are uh, that are owned by anyone who's connected to uh, Donald Trump, President Trump, um, or or anyone who works for the Trump administration or who has Trump as their last name. Yeah, you saw this with Ivanka Trump. As soon as her father um, they, uh, said that he was going to run, there was a campaign to destroy her brand, and we that we eventually did see that it was shut down. Yeah, and she it shut just, it down, oh, right? It was very popular. It, she did. Started with Nordstrom, right? Was it Nordstrom? Is that that was the first uh, group to say no? You can't carry your stuff here. 
anymore? I think it was Nordstrom, uh, but it was in response to kind of the social media mobs, which are saying, oh, no, if you wear Ivanka Trump and you're supporting uh, the, the the racist, homophobic, xenophobic uh, potential presidency. And so people felt so scared that if they, they wore that brand or bought that brand, that somehow they were supporting something that would be harmful to them. Well, unfortunately, a lot of people believed it, and that's what happened to her brand. But um, you know, this is trend. This we saw this with Chick Fil A uh, and the LGBT community. We've seen it in the past. I think it's just been turned up a notch. Yeah, because but- I think some of these folks that it can be successful. Okay, but is it successful? By the way, we're talking, before you answer that, we're talking to Patrice Onwuka. Uh, she's with the Independent Women's Forum, senior policy analyst. I'm really excited to talk to you. Now, to my question, I don't know that this works. Does this actually work when... Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I mean, it worked in the sense that Ivanka doesn't have her fashion line anymore. So I guess there was success there. But talking about Chick-fil-A, I heard somewhere that their their revenue actually went up when this happened. <laughs> when, the LGBT, when the LGBT community started protesting them. I think it's a good question. And I think it depends on how loyal the customer base is to that brand. If they really love the product, uh, and they're, they're not very good quality alternatives, I mean, it's, it, this is really, honestly, an economic uh, economics lesson here in buyer, uh, in, in terms of price signaling um, and whether customers want a product. They will they will suspend other issues like social justice if they like the product. And what's interesting, we saw lots of people coming out of cycle, like they were leaving a church service. Uh, and they were, they were like, no, I, I want to leave politics out of outside of the door. This is where I come to, you know, to center myself. Yeah. And, you know, get whatever experience and community um, building experience they're looking for. So right. the product is better than the social justice issue. Okay. All right. So ultimately what you're saying is, yeah, people will have their political beliefs and, and they may cave if they don't like the product enough. Exactly. I mean, okay. there's certainly, I think, a lot of alternatives to, let's say, Ivanka Trump's brand when it comes to women's workwear. Uh, but when it comes to soul cycle, I guess there's just they're not enough um, high price <laughs> soul cycle church style um, experiencing out there to, to justify wanting to get rid of your membership. <laughs> yeah, and for people for people who may not know, if you're just joining us, Soul Cycle is a is a pretty interesting. Uh, it's a pretty interesting business. So they've they've marketed this whole spin cycle thing, but it's like you're it's like you're going to church, right? And you mm-hmm. you have to pay for your pew, and it's like thirty bucks a class. <laughs> it's crazy expensive to go to this thing. Well, and it's very much a, a least thing, which is it's, it, the irony is rich here. Uh, you can most people are not spending thirty dollars for one class. Most people are not uh, reserving their their cycle uh, so they can have the same one or. Yeah. You may have your favorite instructor, but but what you're willing to pay for this whole experience and the exclusivity of it. You're working out not just with Joe Schmo and Sally Sally down the alley. You're, <laughs> you're working out with you know, CEOs. You're working out with people who are on television. And so I think all of that feeds into the desire to be that's exclusive. And you know what I say to that? How about it? That's fantastic. Sure. Why not? It's, it's, it's capitalism at work. But Chrissy Teigen, do not tell people 
uh, that if the if you keep your SoulCycle membership, then somehow there's something wrong with you because the founder happened to be hosting a, a, a fundraising event for President Trump. That is just too. Uh, uh, it's just going too far. It's pretty bonkers, if you ask me. So I'm going to ask. I want to ask you a question, though. Is there a product? that you use regularly, that you would give up if, if somebody pressured you, if somebody publicly shamed you? Can you think of a single product that you would back off on? Oh, man, I, I can't think of one. I mean, I, if I, I buy what I like, and if yeah. I like it, I, I did not buy my Nikes um, after they made Colin Kaepernick uh, the face of their campaign. I still wear Nike because I like the brand. Right. Uh, people who do that, it's, it's totally up to you. But I'm just going to say that that's, that, that it, for me, that wasn't enough of an issue. Um, yep. You know, maybe there is something that's out there, but I certainly haven't yet come across that. Okay, well, I do have to tell you, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a huge sneakerhead. I'm always my mm. big, I'm a big sneaker collector. I, I love this. And when Colin Kaepernick did that, uh, there was a whole bunch of Adidas sneakers under the Christmas tree. That that because <laughs> oh, wow. he did it in the fall. And I have just recently bought my first pair of Nikes in probably a year. So, wow. so it, with me, it did work. Yeah, he, he offended me to the point where I said, you know what, I'm not going to do this. But, but that's <laughs> the first time in a long time where I've ever actually, I, you know, I didn't actually boycott anything. But, but yeah. I did stop buying something because I was angry at someone. So I guess it does work in, in, to, a, to a certain degree. I do hope, though, that listeners take away this idea that the left uses, which is groupthink, that if you, if you want to be part of us, you have to think like us, vote like us, and buy what we buy. Yeah. That is so, that is so uh, insulting to, to an individual's intelligence and decision-making. Yeah. I'm a black woman, and I'm an immigrant. Uh, you know, I check a lot of boxes, but I'm also conservative. And it's insulting when I hear someone like Representative Ayanna Presley, part of the squad, saying, you know, there's no, there's no place for a person like me because I'm not, I'm not speaking the black voice. There's yeah. no black voice. There's no women's voice. Oh, I love that. And we make decisions that are best for ourselves and our family. I love that. I applaud you, Patrice. I love that. (laughs) Way to go. Hey, thanks for being on the show today. Much appreciated. Thank you. No problem. Folks, visit IWF.org to read about this topic and many more. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Patrice, next time we have you on the show, I know Eric's put you on hold. Next time we have you on the show, you got to get rid of the flip phone. Okay. We want. Welcome to 2019. Patrice, we're going to have a good phone for you the next time we have you on the show. Although the phone quality was not the best, she had uh, a couple of very good things to say, and I want to talk to you about that coming up. Specifically, have you ever, ever turned away from a brand that you were previously loyal to because of the behavior of a spokesman like Colin Kaepernick, for example? Or the other way around, have you decided to to join or become brand loyal to a product because of the actions of a particular individual? We're going to talk about that. I want your calls. 1-888-570-80. The number to call, 801-899-7600. Advisory services offered through Trajan Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. He's played a cop, a church basketball player, and now he's playing a radio guy. Again, some consider it a step-down in career. Ladies and gentlemen, guest hosting for Raw today, Chunga. And now you're just softballing the music. Now you're just softballing the who, my generation. Come on, man. Thank you, E-Ray. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. Chunga in for Raw Arquette today. So, if you weren't here, we were talking with uh, Patrice Onwuka about celebrities bullying 
their, in many cases, their own fans. Celebrities bullying people away from certain things that that particular celebrity does not approve of. That could be food. That could be movies. That could be a a clothing line, like Ivanka Trump's clothing line. That could be shoes, for example. So now I want to now I want to flip it a little bit and I want to ask you this question. 1-888-570-8010 pound 250. Yell hey rod into your smartphone and we'll get you on the show. E-Ray standing by right now. Here's what I want to know from you. Have you ever turned your back on a product that you love because of something that someone did in relation to that product? For example, you have a favorite sports team that you like. Yet somebody on that sports team is a knucklehead. They do something dumb, and now you've decided, nope, I I hate the Utah Jazz, or I hate the Boston Celtics, or I I hate the Raiders. Has that ever happened, or have you ever given up? Like I I love sneakers, as I was saying when I was talking to Patrice. Been a sneakerhead my whole life. I don't even want to think about how much money I've wasted on dumb sneakers, but I do it. I'm an I'm an addict for it. Okay. Well, when Colin Kaepernick, or is it, is it Kaepernick or is it Kaepernick? Kaepernick. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, E-Ray. I, I hear it mispronounced all the time. It's Kaepernick. When Colin Kaepernick came out and took a knee for the national flag, the national anthem and the flag, that was it for me. I was done. I, I, I Because of the, uh, the sponsorship of, of his, of Nike, I went, no, I'm not buying Nike anymore. And I didn't for about a year. And then, sure enough, I bought a pair of Nikes. I said, well, they're done with him. And then he came out with that whole Betsy Ross thing, and they've sat on the shelf since, and it makes me mad because I love them. But I refuse to do it. So I want you to call us up, 1-888-570-8010. Have you stayed away from a product because of their politics, like Chick-fil-A or Apple, for example? I want to know what you're thinking. Aaron in Farmington, welcome to the show. Hi there. How's it going? Good. So you hear what I'm talking about. Do you have something? Have you changed your line of thinking because of a celebrity's tactics or bullying? Yes, I have. I, I've been a 49ers fan since I was a kid. I watched uh, Joe Montana take the field for the first time he ever played and right. all the way through right. his career. Mm-hmm. So I've been a big fan of the 49ers ever since I was young. Okay. And, you know, I loved Love watching all their quarterbacks. Love watching all their awesome receivers. Jerry Rice, you know, Ronnie Lott, all the all sure. the big names that you know have been out there for years. Mm-hmm. And I went through all the tough years with them, you know, until they got to the recovery point recently and uh, had a good, you know, team again, and they were back in the Super Bowl in the playoffs. Right. And then, of course, you know, we had that issue with uh, Alex Smith getting concussions and Kaepernick getting the yeah. getting the go ahead. Yeah. And you know. After watching him play for a little while, it made sense that he wasn't going to be able to run the team because he couldn't figure out the plays. It was like he didn't have his head in the game, right? He just seemed yeah, un- unfocused was, and undisciplined. and yeah, He was either distracted or just didn't have enough football brain power to compute it. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. So, so you you turned your so basically what you're saying is you turned your back on the 49ers, but you did this before the flag, right? Yeah, actually, I did it before because you know, first of all, I felt like the team made a really horrible decision. Okay. By not putting Alex Smith back in in place of Kaepernick, uh-huh. and letting Alex Smith win the Super Bowl or win the other games that were important when 
Abs- he was the best quarterback. Absolutely. Okay. He's the one that got him there. So this was, was more of a this was this else. was less of a political decision and more about you just didn't like the guy. You didn't like the cut of his jib. Uh, not really, because when Kaepernick took a knee, that was the final final straw for me. Okay. I was just done. Okay. At that point, I turned the TV off. I heard about all the games after the fact. Have you gone? I, have I you gone back to the Niners? To have you gone back to the Niners since? Unfortunately, no. Okay. Who's your new team? None. Oh, really? I think the NFL, the NFL in, in its entirety, I've boycotted the whole thing because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the politics in the game. Well, there's been a lot of people that have done that. I don't have the numbers for the end of the NFL season, but I know that for the past couple of seasons, they've been way down, really, really down Yeah. in terms of viewership. Yeah, so. they, this, is, this is something that, you know, it just – it hit me at that point. You know, all the years that I had bought T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, you know, team gear, things like that. Yeah. I was just like, you know, I, I was supporting players that, you know, put everything into the game, and they were professionals. And they were professionally uh, oriented both in the game, during the game, outside the game. And, you know, it was so rare to hear about anybody having to use that platform to – push an agenda yeah okay and, and that's Aaron, the reason why now i just look at it and i say it's it's disgusting yeah i hear you thank you brother thanks for calling the show much appreciated okay uh we're gonna keep this going we want your calls it's it's 1-888-570-8010 or pound 250 on your smartphone yell hey rod i want to talk about brand loyalty I want to talk about you giving up on certain things that you love because of... 1575. 800-960-1575. One man, one goal. Yeah, one vision. The Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Yeah. Had a great show today. I've had a lot of fun talking to all of you. Really looking forward to tomorrow. Two more shows to go, and then Rod is back. So if you're just joining us, here's uh, here's what's going down. We're talking about brands, and we're talking about celebrities that bully their fan base. Tell them what to do, what not to do, what they can do, what they can't do. And uh, we had Patrice Onwuka on earlier. We were talking about how people were being shamed because they didn't give up their gym membership to SoulCycle or to Equinox. These are two very expensive gyms. The, they, they have franchises around the country. I don't think they're in Utah, but they, they are in, in L.A., New York. They're all over the place. So I asked a question before the break, and that was, have you ever turned away from a particular brand because of something an individual did that was associated with that brand. Like, if, if, if is there an athlete? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On a sports team that did something stupid and made you turn away from that team, for example. 
Or did Steve Jobs irritate you with his politics back when Steve Jobs was still with us? And and because of that, you have turned away. Or Disney. Disney's another one. Have you turned away from them? Or, transversely, are there products that you are now spending more money on because you agree with their politics? Or you agree with a particular stand they take? Let's go to Derek, who's on the Legacy uh, Legacy Highway. Derek, welcome to the show. Hi, Chunga. Hi there. So you hear us talking about this, right? Yes. What do you think? Um, I, I was, that hit me close to home because I, I've given up on Nike. I love Nike. Okay. And ever since the whole thing with Colin Kaepernick came out, I'm, I'm just done with them because to use him as a sponsor, I think is ridiculous. And he acts like a spoiled child and. You know what frustrates yeah, me the most about Kaepernick? Here's what this is what I this is where I get really frustrated with Kaepernick. Kaepernick is one like one of these crappy Olympic athletes that you only hear about once every couple of years. How how often do you talk about Michael Phelps? You hear yeah. you hear you hear about Michael Phelps once every you know couple of years. How often do you talk about Nadia Comaneci? Never, except for at Olympic time, right? Well. This is what I think about Colin Kaepernick. He shows up once every couple of years or once every few months to annoy us, to let us all know how not woke we are, and then he disappears and goes back into oblivion. And and yeah. even with that, somehow he has the power over me to get me to not buy the shoes that I love. So I'm right there in league with you, Derek. I'm and right there. The other, the other part, too, is doing this at work. If I did this at my job, I'd probably be fired, if not at least reprimanded. Yeah. But to be able to do this at work and expect no repercussions whatsoever, I don't care what your politics are, but don't lecture to me when I'm just trying to enjoy a football game. Right. And if you do it at work, you should be fired for that. If, if okay. You know, you don't follow your... That's right. If you, you don't follow the rules, that's what happens. Uh, Derek, thanks for calling. Dave in Kaysville, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Really good, Dave. Thanks hey, for calling in. Good. Hey, I appreciate you taking my call. I was just going to say that, you know, uh, with the celebrity shaming and those types of things, yep. uh, it hasn't, hasn't pushed me away, but it made me want to eat more at Chick-fil-A when they came out against them, and so I actually have. I've been patronizing their establishment uh, down in Salt Lake more so frequently that's, that's than like I your little your, your little activism right there. That's your little piece of activism. You go to Chick-fil-A more. Yep. All right. I enjoy it. All right, well, there you go. Fair enough. Thank you very much for calling, Dave. I appreciate it. Uh, 1-888-570-8010. We want your calls. E-Ray is standing by. Let's go to Merlin in Logan. Merlin, welcome to the show. I just wanted to say, yes, uh, uh, some people's action definitely had effect on my purchasing a product. Okay. I had never been to Chick-fil-A until they started, to, uh, they started a uh, boycott against it. Then I started to go to Chick-fil-A. So I think more more often than not, that has a reverse effect, and there is a backlash against those. Yeah. So okay, so you're you're in the same you're in the same boat with the last guy that called in. So you're now you're you're going to Chick-fil-A more to support them. Oh yeah, I hadn't been there before. Oh so well, see, I, see now you've learned now that you, now you know how great they are, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, same way with Holly Hobby. <laughs> what? What? All right, Merlin, thanks a lot for calling. I really appreciate it. Stephen in Saratoga Springs, we're getting you right on. Stephen, welcome to the show. Oh, hey, it's great to be on with you. Thank you. Chaga. 
Thank you, thank you. So, so do you have a brand that you are that you have turned away from? Uh, yeah, Ben and Jerry's. When I was a teenager, I heard Ben Cohen uh, promoting nuclear disarmament or something. Yep. And that stuck with me, but it wasn't until he started um, promoting uh, his candidates with Ben and Jerry's ice cream socials or something, where yeah. you yeah. know he's getting the vote out and using the actual product as opposed to just. Hey, I'm the uh, you know I'm the head of the CEO or whatever, and I've got uh, you know these these political ideas. Yeah, I you know what's weird about Ben and Jerry's? I'm not a big ice cream guy. When I eat it, I love it, but I don't. I I rarely ever crave it to the point where I think, oh, I've got to go grab some ice cream somewhere. But when I do, I loved Ben and Jerry's. I loved it, and I never once really thought about their politics ever. I never really thought, I just thought they were some boutique level uh, ice cream company in Vermont, which they were. But when I found out they were hippies, I was done. I was all the way done yeah. with them. I, I, I'm not eating your ice cream, hippie. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm with exactly. you. Same kind of thing. Stephen, thank you very much for calling the show. Uh, Andrew in Salt Lake City, welcome. Hey, so I just wanted to say that I stopped buying Nike because of the you did. old Colin Kaepernick type deal yeah and uh i pointed it out to a liberal friend of mine that it was a good example of capitalism about how we can choose to buy one product over another yeah instead of being forced to buy a product and they went uh ballistic on me over that well you know what i, I also, love uh, oh yeah go ahead no i was gonna say i also started eating more in and out because of the controversy with that so oh yeah i forgot about that one yeah that's true well you know what you know what i love about uh, about, uh, you know what, I'll tell you what, we're, we're running out of time. I'm, I'm going to try and move through these calls as, as fast as I can. Uh, Andrew, thank you very much for calling the show. Let's talk to Jeremy in Kaysville. Jeremy. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I stopped supporting Levi after they took their stance against the Second Amendment. Well, hey, tell me about it. It, it. Educate me. I haven't heard, I haven't heard this. Uh, CEO of Levi Strauss Corporation took his stand against the Second Amendment and, uh, put money towards the, uh, the the left fight against our rights, and I decided at that point it was no longer time to buy Levi's jeans. When, when did this happen? It was, it, was, it was a while ago, right? It must barely, have been a long time ago. No, it's within the last six months to a year. Matt, of oh, the last year. I'm going to look into this. I, I had no mm -hmm. idea. All right, very good. Jeremy, yep, thank you very much. Came out against it. Yeah, anybody Thank who's you. against the Second Amendment, because I'm I'm so conservative when it comes to gun ownership, uh, that that's one that I would probably that that would be my little piece of activism right there. Uh, Six forty four, stick around, will you please? We want more of your calls. One eight 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 five seven zero eight zero one zero. We're not done yet. We want to know what have you turned against product wise because of the behavior of a CEO or a celebrity endorser or listen to 24 seven comedy on the iHeartRadio app. It's that easy, people. iHeartRadio. I think we've discussed this before, right? That, that I am a big Van Hagar fan. As much as I love David Lee Roth. Except you didn't know the open of the, of the show. I thought it was Van Halen. I'll be honest with you. This, I'm not even joking. I thought it was Van Halen, but I thought, no, that's too easy. So I went with Ozzy. That'll learn me. Thanks, E-Ray. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Still, we still have more to cover. Before 7 o'clock, this is Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. I want to give some shouts here really quick. Shout out. 
to Rich and Samantha who are listening on their way home from work. Rich, Samantha, I love you guys. Thank you so much for the support and listening on your way home. Uh, also want to give a shout to uh, Rod Arquette's son, Talon Arquette, who popped into the studio and and gave me his endorsement. So he was he approved. So thank you, Talon. I appreciate you popping in and saying hey. And Because uh, we and- all want Talon's approval. <laughs> I'm going to tell him you said that, E-Ray. I'm sure you probably heard it. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones here. We're talking about... We're talking about brand loyalty. We're also talking about celebrity bullying, which I think we've all had more than a gutful of. And I want to know, do, do you have a brand, a particular brand or a sports team or or something that you have given up on because of the antics of a, a particular athlete or the CEO of the company or the spokesman of the company? Or the other side of that is, are you spending more money? Have you, have you, you there was, a, there was a place when, uh, when what's his, what's his name? I can't even think of his name. The guy who released all of the Trump donor names. He right? Do you remember that guy's name? He's running for president, David something or other. He's a Hispanic guy and he released all the, uh, all the Trump donor names. Castro. Hi, yes. Yes. Cast, it's Castro. Anyway, he mentioned Bill's barbecue in Texas. And, and, and that's one thing you don't ever mess with in Texas is Bill's barbecue. And when the owner of Bill's Barbecue, when it was released that he was on that donor list and was it was told by Castro, hey, stay away from this guy, his revenue skyrocketed because everybody in Texas knows you don't mess with the brisket, right? And so he's doing great. He's he's frankly, he's happy that his name was released as part of the Trump donor list. So I want to know, is there a particular brand that you spend more on that you stay away from? one 570 one zero. Let's go to John in Syracuse. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Chuck. It's good to hear you on the radio again. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. So, tell me about are you are you spending more on a brand, or did you give up on something? You know, I've given up on something. I've given up on Hollywood. You uh, have I've just gotten so fed up with all of these actors and actresses. You know, being hypocrites, telling me I need to be uh, you know better about how I pollute and taking care of the environment when they're jet setting around yeah and uh, you know and and with like robert de niro calling trump a racist and you know and and then kind of like the i guess you could say the the straw that broke the camel's back is this with marvel and disney and uh uh what the heck was it Uh, captain marvel and her antics with just calling it you know larson brie larson yeah. yeah. So I mean, uh, so I can't remember the last time I was I've been to the movies and watched the movies because I am just I okay. am just fed up with these actors and I'm not giving them any more money. Now, do you so. do you watch do you watch uh, do you watch them on on demand or do you go to Redbox or do you do anything like that? You know what? I really don't. I'll I'll watch like streaming, but even then, like a lot of the streaming stuff that I watch, I'll watch like YouTube or I'll watch a lot of the like the TV shows and yeah and that. I just you know I just find myself. Because I'm just so fed up with it and sick and tired of it, I just don't consume Fair enough. you know that type of media Got much it. anymore. All right, John, thank you very much. Let's go to Carol in Lehigh. Carol, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Really good, thanks. So, have you are, are you spending more money or are you taking money away from some a product that you're unhappy with because of politics? Actually, I when I heard Netflix supporting and contributing to um, stop the abortion laws that they're making, yeah to stop abortion earlier. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they joined up with the ACLU, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Planned I Parenthood. I membership yep. to Netflix. Oh, so you, you don't so. subscribe to Netflix at all anymore? 
Okay. No, my kids weren't too happy about it, but I told them I wasn't going to contribute to murder. So, uh, just tell them the office is going away and they'll side with you. <laughs> They're getting rid of the office. There There's go. nothing to watch on Netflix anymore. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Carol. Thanks for listening to the show. Lee in Salt Lake City. Welcome, Lee. How are you? I actually have two for you. Yeah. Uh, one of them was Patagonia. Oh, I, yeah. I actually love their products. Up until, and you know, I love products that give back to the community, that uh, right. donate a portion of the proceeds to good causes. That's great. Yep. Once they started kind of fighting against the state and Salt Lake and trying to get themselves more into the political realm, it yep. just, I 100% backed off. And I, you know, Arcteryx and outdoor, outdoor uh, products are, uh, there's a ton of them out there. And so I found other places to spend my money. And they're the all other great. Was, uh, they're all great. Yeah, too, they are. Really. Yeah. It's just that, you know, they, they really, uh, I got a bad taste in my mouth after that, so I, okay. I stopped with, with Patagonia. The other one was uh, Target. Oh, I know really? It's real popular around here. Okay. I haven't been in a Target in probably, what, two or three years. They actually came out against uh, concealed carry in their stores. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. That's I just right. didn't like the stance. They came out a little bit more too politically active against the Second Amendment and the rights of uh, their customers, and so I actually haven't stepped in one in two or three years since that happened. I, I always feel proud of myself because when I carry in Target, I feel like I'm pulling one over on them. You know what I'm saying? So thanks uh, thanks a lot, Lee. I appreciate it. Uh, had a great show today, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock. We're going to be talking with, uh, I think we're talking more about immigration tomorrow. We have all kinds of fun lined up for you. So please stick with us. Thanks to everyone who called in that didn't get on the show today. I apologize. We had a whole bunch of people. Eric, one in particular, Eric, who said that he was giving up on Dick's Sporting Goods for a variety of reasons, including probably the unfortunate name. Anyway, we'll talk. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.